Welcome to a new hour of Bible with Massey Campos. And now your host for today, Pastor Massey Campos. We want to welcome you by offering this here Bible to you. If you want to go down to your local bookstore and purchase one, we we can sign it for you. We can even have Jesus sign it for you. Okay. Blue for time. I picture Jesus at an autograph yeah, table. I know. <laughs> we can get it. Like how holy. You know are what you it little? is. You know what it is. You know why I want to talk about this. And we should. We should leave this all in there. We should just yeah. leave this all in. There. Because people are so quick to like. Okay. Yeah. There's all that crappy stuff out there. Of course. There's people are gonna yeah. be nuts. But like, let's not focus on the darkness. Let's focus on the light. Let's go be the light of Christ. You know, you sit there and point your fingers at people all day long. It doesn't change nothing. No. We all know. That there's people out there like that. What's going to change the society? You know what I mean? So, yes, it was a spoof. <laughs> Again, get yourself a copy of this here Holy Bible. It'll help your life. It'll help your family. It'll help your finances. It'll help everything in your life. You need one. <laughs> and that has been Bible Hour with Massey Campos. <laughs> God bless. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Evident Podcast. This is number 25, 20, 25 in the house. Guys, seriously, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we have uh, a whole bunch of cool stuff that we're going to talk about and some things we're going to segue into next week, I believe, because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some really important and necessary things. I'm mean, getting a lot of questions about um, different topics like the Bill of Rights and what are the powers of government and how does that work with the states and all these things. And we really got to delve into these things because that's going to you know set people free and hopefully give them answers to uh, what's going on nationally. And yeah. and one thing we've been really trying to stress now, um, you know, pastoring with the, the devoted, the, the young adults here, um, I can't preach nationally when I'm not preaching locally. So that's one thing we always want to work on too. So we want to encourage you in that. And again, check us out on YouTube on Self-Evident Ministry, which you probably some of you are here or you're on Facebook right now at Self-Evident Ministry. Um, if you guys go on Twitter, we have our new Twitter handle. It's self-evident-pod underscore. Um, so please get on that. You guys can subscribe, or, or I'm sorry, to follow us on Twitter. And also on Instagram, we have self-evident ministry. Thank you again uh, for tuning in. But today, what are we going to talk about, Mikey? Mikey! Who's Mikey? I don't know. You? Sure. You're I'll Mikey. take it. You're Mikey. No, You're Miguel. <laughs> Fine. Miguel. Canada Bob, Miguel, Mikey, Mike. <laughs> Michelangelo. Yeah, you're now you're Italian. I wish. Right. No, I'm I'm just Dutch. No, you you but, really wanted to hit. We, we were going to yeah. hit on uh, judicial so, activism, but I want to. What? What? Jonathan's ready for judicial activism. Well, we're going to talk about that next which, week, actually. Which we will do next week. Um, this week, kind of what what we wanted to discuss was we wanted to discuss Generation Me, um, and the idea of. Are we getting into a generation of it's about me, a more of a, a self-focused generation, right? Um, and the dangers of that, and you know, where has this generation not been generation me? I think sometimes they get a bad rap from the baby boomers um, that they're this completely out of touch. 
you know, right. I'm speaking mostly of like the millennial generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally. know, completely out of touch, completely totally. useless, you know, and but we've had discussions, right? Tons. We've we've had discussions about this topic especially, especially in turn in the Christian world. Yep. You have this idea of what's God doing for me? How does God relate for me? God always chases after me. And we started to hit on this topic because if we get that wrong, if we get the focus wrong of what is it about, then we get everything else wrong. Because we True. look at our church, we look at our government, we look at our personal lives. When the focus isn't on the right fundamentals, everything else goes wrong. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. And I think this topic can actually lead well into next week because why is it judicial activism has such a stronghold? Is because people can't handle their own problems. So they go, hey, yeah. government, hey, court, don't you see that I'm violated here? So then they start to be selfish in a sense and not handle their own issues. And again, that's a we're going to talk about that next week. And I think we should because we're going to talk about Article 3, Section 2 and Article 3 in general, what the powers of the Supreme Court are and what the other appellate courts are. That's why we didn't talk about it this week because we want to do yeah. more research. We both are going to do more because we want to bring you facts. We don't want to bring you opinions. And when we bring an opinion, we let you know it's an opinion. And then you guys can comment as such. But Generation Me, going back to this, I notice this more and more. If the wrong heart is focused on me. So in other words, we, we've got a lot of Christian songs and all these things about me, and he's chasing after me, he leaves the 99 for me, he's all about me, right? The wrong, unconverted heart will look at that and say, see, I need constant encouragement to know that I am in the love of the Father. A true convert says, I'm encouraged by that song because he does chase after me. I'm going to now go do what he did for me. Yeah. Right? So one says, just constantly feed me. I've got all these problems and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just talking strictly in Christian circles. But the real convert says, I know he did that for me. Now, how could I give that to them, what he did for me? Uh, to he who's been forgiven much, loves much, right? So if I love as he loved, that's the true proper context of, that's why he left the 99 for one. Yeah. That's why his love, his love, I know his goodness chases after me. I know his goodness is for me. His goodness, his goodness led me to repentance. Let's take it to the secular world. A lot of these young people today, I don't blame them for needing constant encouragement because they're not getting it from home in a lot of ways. You see a lot of kids who are wayward, and I'm not saying in every case, okay? I'm not making a general statement. I'm saying there's many cases where you see kids come into, let's say, a youth group or at school right now. They can't even look at you in the eyes because they have no self-confidence. Where's that coming from? Are they getting that encouragement from home? So sometimes they'll go to a church service, hear that song, and be like, oh, I just want to be constantly drawing on people. And you know what I'm talking about. There's people like that. Yeah. This generation has done a, a um, how do I say it? Because I can't blame them for how they're taught, but yet I have to hold them accountable for the, the decisions that they make. We're in a, in, a, in a dichotomy as an older generation trying to teach this younger generation not to be selfish because you can get mad at them all you want. And I'm sick and tired sometimes of people saying it's this stupid Tide Pod eating generation. And I've said this to you before a hundred times. Who taught them? Yeah. Who taught them this? Who taught them that their identity wasn't doing what they felt was right in their own hearts, not God's heart, Right. Who taught them that it's okay to be you and however you want to be you, you can just do you, even though it's scientifically wrong and in some cases absolutely morally wrong, right? So they can just be who they want to be. But like I said, they defy straight biology, they defy science, right? And anything common sense-wise, they defy it because it was easier for you to say, just be who you are instead of constantly encouraging them and keeping them to a moral standard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and when you... When you raise your kid, and, and you kind of touched on this, when you raise your kid, if you raise your kid with an absence of 
true attention and and true encouragement. The like there's a difference between, hey, I think you've done your best on this. Okay, how can we do even better? Right. I am so proud of you that you did your best. That's right. Okay, I'm going to walk with you to improve this skill. I'm going to walk with you because I love you and I know how great you can be at That's this. That's exactly it. That's completely different from you are the best ever. Here's an award. That's, oh, my gosh. Right. Yep. yep. And, and so the kid that gets raised with the right fundamentals of confidence of, of, you know, the, when we talked with pastor Todd, we talked about that whole self-esteem movement Yep, where the idea was you've got to inundate them with as much self-esteem as possible. Right. And that created the participation trophy generation. Right. You know, whereas, which I believe that was podcast 16 or 17. I don't, I think it was 19. 19. Yes. Podcast 19. Um, the difference is when when you're raising your kid with the right confidence building, which actually comes from them doing it themselves. Bingo. You just guiding and walking along. Yeah. Right? When that happens, when they become an adult, they have a lot less struggle with needing self-confidence and they're not looking to everybody around them in order to give them the self-confidence. They have it because they've achieved their own, right? Whereas the other side of it, the participation trophy generation, you know, or, or that segment, they end up deciding that what you've got is, I need everybody to tell me I'm good in order for me to have confidence, that's dangerous because it's... It, and it builds a false pride is what yeah. it does. Because what happens, right? Like, so kids, when they leave high school, right? They, they, they leave high school and then they go to college. If all their self-esteem level got them was what high school, you know, what high school could give them and the stars and lights and also you go to a place where nobody knows you, yeah. they fail, right? There's this false sense of confidence in them. Confidence doesn't come from what outside is. You're never... Confidence doesn't come from outside circumstance. It comes from an inward uh, uh, integrity, mm-hmm. really, is what it is. Yeah. Who are you confident in yourself, right? And and again, we're talking to to a lot of the younger generation, the younger demographic, like when we go out and speak, right? We're going into colleges and things like that. Just most recently here, yesterday, actually, uh, to the day of this taping, it was on uh, Monday night. Monday night? Yes, Monday yeah. night. Uh, this week. Uh, going to speak to, to, to new immigrants on what America is and where rights come from and the Constitution and all these things. We walked away from there, and there was there was two Hispanic ladies that couldn't even speak English. They were learning that. That's why they were there. They were learning. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're legal. They're immigrants. They were learning Rosetta Stone, right? They were going through Rosetta Stone courses and things like that. So they were, they were trying to learn English. And they asked us what our podcast was so they can go check it out. They were going to go get them translated because we don't translate them yet, right? What I saw was me telling them that their rights come from God right? And that you can stand on your own two feet. You're here to pursue happiness. So start a business. You're here to contribute to society. So I use John F. Kennedy's quote, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. You saw the confidence level build up in them that they're like, man, I did come here for a better life. I did come here to contribute. I did come here for that. I want to teach. I want to make, and I said this point several times, you were there. That's right. You were there. Um, I want to leave a nation for my kids. And when I said that to them, it was like, I do too. Something that they wouldn't have gotten before. I was just say, hey, I'm here in America. I just signed my papers. I'm a citizen. What does a citizen mean? Let's just go with this for a minute, right? The generation me. Yeah. What is a citizen? Is it a driver's license that makes you a citizen or an American? Is it a passport? Is it a, dri- you know, uh, a social security number? 
or is it what you do for this country, what you sow into it? You're an American because of the fabric that it is and what you put to it and what you bring to the table, right? Are you industrious? Are you, uh, are, are you clever? Are you studious? Are you creative, right? Uh, are you good at business? Are you good at helping other people? So you may never start a business, but you're going to go into another company and make it better than a Fortune 500, right? What is it that you bring to the table to a company to better yourself? Yeah. Confidence, right? These days, they go to college to these dumb credits that there's no job for, and then they complain that there's no jobs. So then they go run to the federal government saying, hey, we need more money for free college for the jobs that aren't even there. The selfishness that, because we talked about socialism last week, yeah. right? That's why this is such a prevalent topic. Because who else is going to help us, dang it? Who else is going to do it for us? You. You, by yourself. You know what? What I love is that I, I listened to this guy talk about, um, he said he knew a fella uh, that was going to college. He's like, hey, man, I'm trying to raise money for college. He goes, why don't you go clean out gutters? He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, go clean out gutters. He goes, I'll teach you. He said, walk up to the door with a plastic bag and a ladder. Walk up to the door, ring on the doorbell. When they answer the door, you say, hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm putting myself through college. I will clean your gutters for $10. Kid was doing 10 houses a day. That's a regular paying job right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. By himself, every day, busting hump, doing his thing. Felt so good. He goes, hey, uh, were you still looking for that job? He goes, no. He goes, I'm making 120 bucks a day. Yeah. He had to up his prices. You know what I mean? He's making his own money. Puts a sense of pride in a man. There's a, there's this. It's not a false sense of pride either. It's a, it's a sense of who am I in Jesus? What am I doing? I'm contributing to society. Even as a man, let's say you don't have Christ at the center. You know when you come home, I can sleep good at night because I'm providing for my household. Or I paid for this. When I paid off my cars, oh my gosh. It was like, we did it. Yeah. Like, I know there's supposed to be this clown that comes out and says, ha kidding, you know, but no, we did it. You know what I mean? We, we, we totally did it. We're debt free. I don't have any debt anymore. No. Except for that pesky credit card, you know, 200 bucks here, 100 bucks there. We'll get there, right? Um, so just going back to the point, the reason that the, 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 the socialism is such a hot topic is because of how they've been trained. Literally, people will do everything for them. They're not doing anything for them. They don't need to do anything for themselves if it's for the, if it's done for them. Yeah, and I, I want to take it back to the citizen idea. Um, I think that's important because a citizen, like you said, a citizen isn't just somebody who's passive. And the definition of citizen or, or the the idea of what a citizen should be used to be somebody who had responsibilities. And... It used to be somebody who was expected to uphold a certain standard, right? You were expected to help if there was a fire. You were expected to help if there was a yep. crime being committed. Whereas citizens now, arrest and citizens arrest. Now we have a very passive outlook of citizen of what can the citizen re- receive? Kind of like that John Here. F. Kennedy quote, right? Yeah. Here's yeah. A, here's a definition of it. Webster's eighteen twenty eight. A native of a city or an inhabitant who enjoys the freedom and privileges of the city which he resides. A freeman of the city. Here's the next definition. A townsman, a man of trade, which means he's industrious. He does yeah. not trade as in like he's just got a job. He's, he's a man of trade. He, he's, he's, he's contributing to the city. Part of the community. Part of the community. Not a gentleman, not a passerby. Yeah. He's inhabited into the city. What is he bringing to the table? A dweller in the city. Uh, in a general sense, a native or a permanent resident of a city or country. Uh, in the United States, a person, native or naturalized, who has the privilege of exercising the elective franchise or the qualifications which enable him 
to vote for rulers and to purchase and hold real estate. Think about that. Yeah. Being industrious, purchase and own real estate, your own property. It goes always back to this property thing. But if you're selfish, will you ever tend your own property? Will you even have private property? What's the point if everyone's doing everything for you? You don't need your own property. Yeah. For what? That's, you know? that's the whole Jamestown story. Um, Continue. Yeah. Jamestown started as a quote unquote socialist experiment. Everybody put your crops in the middle. We'll all pull out what we need for food. Within two years, they were eating rats and shoelaces. Why? Because people realized, I don't have to work. What's the point? What's the point? I can just sit back and I'll still get fed. And John Smith was actually the guy who came in and said, no, we're changing this. We're done. He said, I'm going to parcel out land to each of you. You grow your own food. Yeah. You feed yourself. The other thing, too, is the Bible says to feed the poor and help the poor, not feed and help the lazy. Yeah. Massive difference, okay? Yeah. Well, how do you know their situation? Look at the fruit. You know a man that's capable, that can do something. You can see mm-hmm. it. It's not very hard, right? You have to differentiate that. You don't want to cast things before the people that don't deserve it, because what if you're taking that blessing you were supposed to give to someone else, right? And this is where, again, uh, what what is a man? What does that mean? What does it look like, right? Uh, today, that's easily defined by feminists. Men are full of the patriarchy. Men want to keep us all down. Uh, men run everything, they control everything, That's it. that is how it is. And I can see why men now, they just kind of shudder away. They don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with the label. Yeah, that's, you know I mean? that's why they're pouring themselves into video games and internet. And yeah, porn. exactly. You know? like, because the fulfillment isn't there anymore. Now they're being told that they're, that, they're, uh, that they're assailants, that everything that they do is because of some big mythical thing that feminists can't figure out. And then you know what happens with feminists when they get raped? Why didn't you protect me? Seriously, it's what happens on college campuses. Men don't care. They don't stand up for the rape culture on campus. Well, let's be real. You get mad at me when I'm trying to be a man and help you, but then when something bad happens to you, you blame me. Is it bad that it happened? Absolutely. Let me make this clear. Every man, and we said this before, every man that rapes a woman should be killed or castrated. I believe that. I believe that. Challenge me on it. I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm telling you, that dude should at least be castrated so he doesn't do it again. Or other people that they would fear doing something like that to someone else. But don't sit there and tell me that I'm trying to be much of a gentleman to you and you don't like that because it's making you feel less of a woman. But then get mad at me when I don't protect you. Yeah. When men are like, oh, man, I don't want to make her feel like she's inferior. Right? You can't, you, you can't have it both ways here. You know what I mean? But going back to this now, that's that generation me. You see what I mean? You know how confused they get? It's, it's confusing. It's, it's always a, a focus of me. Right. It's, it's always a focus of how does it relate to me? So using the feminist example, how does the world relate to me? How how does it oppress me or how does it lift me up? Yeah. Benefit. How does it benefit me as opposed to how can I have an, a benefit on the rest of the world? Bingo. You know, and and we've we've really started to walk in this path of which is a greedy path and that's what scares me about it is once you start down that path of well what can i get it continues and it gets larger and it gets larger and it gets larger of well there's more focus on me and then there's more focus on me and then there's more focus that's right. on me you know what i mean like and that's where we're getting to no longer is it just a right to be able to pursue the things that you need. 
It's now a right to demand somebody to give something to you. It's a right for free education. It's a right for free health care. It's a right for food, water, shelter. I don't yeah. know why the that argument hasn't been made more solid. Look, if you're going to tell me that education and health care are rights, well, heck, let's go back to the basics. House, food, clothing, and water. Bare essentials are a right. Bare essentials are a right. Why right. aren't you fighting for those first? But that's the idea is, oh, well... I should be given these things. That's different from yeah. I should be allowed to pursue these things. That's right. You know. That's right. And you'll never I got to be honest here too, and I don't care if anybody's listening and they agree with this or not. The, a lot of the issue is you're not you're never going to enjoy what you've got unless you've worked for it. Yeah. It's just that's the simple truth. The bottom line is I think too like if if you look at a, a socialist agenda or uh, a lot of the programs that are happening right now, right? I think in a lot of ways, it's it's the it's the idea of well, um, it doesn't matter what it costs because I deserve it. But I think we're arguing the selfishness stuff and socialism stuff the wrong way. Why aren't we arguing it as a moral issue? Straight up theft. No theft. Not how much it's going to cost, and it's going to cost us trillions. We're going to be bankrupt. No, morally, it is wrong to steal. It is wrong to steal. It's wrong for you to covet what I have. It's wrong for you to do that. You know how covetousness is different than pursuance? One takes action, one just desires. There's a difference between, man, I want that. I'm going to do everything I can to get that, and I'm going to envy that person. That's not what happens in an industrious person. Industrious person goes, man, I want that too. But I bet he had to bust his butt to get where he's at. No. So he'll turn it into action. The rest of them turn into babies. Really, it's what happens. And then, again, like I said, we run to a government. How come they have all that stuff and I don't have what I want, right? Well, sorry, bro. Do you know how many sleepless nights those cats had? Do you know how many times those guys had to get up? I bet you, we watched, a, uh, remember that video we watched yesterday, bro? On PragerU, when he said that uh, the Australian guy was talking, He's, he was talking about the uniqueness of America. He said, in this country, he said, it, it takes some, most businessmen, it takes them four times to fail, and on the fifth one, they succeed. He said, but in this country, you can do that. You can fall, start again. Fall, start again. You can't do that in other countries, right? But people don't know that you can fail. You just talked about that trophy thing, right? They know that it doesn't matter what I do because. I'm not the best at what I do. I'm just me and I'm a champion. But you remove the boundaries of best. Yeah. What is the best anymore? Like, what are we striving for? Wait, listen, why do I do... Let me take it to the basics. Why do we do a podcast? There's tons of them out there, right? Why? Because we want to be the best. Bingo. We know God put something on our hearts and we have something to offer that's different. Yeah. We're not Ben Shapiro. We're not... Steven Steve Crowder, Brown. which we love. We watch all the time. Guys, check them out. Louder with Crowder. Yeah, absolutely. And the Ben Shapiro Show. Please go on there. Subscribe. Look them up. They're awesome men, right? We bring a biblical view of things, not just a constitutional view, because that's important. But even our founders, Benjamin Franklin said, only a virtuous, virtuous people are capable of freedom. Yeah. Only a virtuous, you know what virtuous means? Uh, uh, excellent morality. Only people of excellent morality are, are, are capable of freedom. John Adams said our constitution was made only for a moral and a religious people. It can't work in any other government, he said, unless you're morally upright. What are you seeing today? We're morally not upright in a lot of ways with these young people. 
marching millions at a time to, to kill babies, basically. Is it any wonder that there's so much confusion in America? Because this system won't work if you're immoral. Well, and, and to pull that back into perspective of the generation me, look at what Satan's downfall was. It was pride. Yeah? What was it? It was me. I, I want to ascend. Be. I will ascend my heaven. I above will the, ascend. Uh, my, my throne above the yeah. heavens, yeah. So it, it was a self-focus. It was a self-focus. When you lose your morals when the focus becomes self. Why do we call Christ's sacrifice the greatest sacrifice of all? Because he sacrificed everything, including himself, for everybody else, yeah. even those who would reject the gift. And when we're told the greatest thing you can do is lay your life down for your brother, that's because it's a selfless act. Mm -hmm. And you're, we're losing morals because we're losing the sense of selflessness. We look at the founding fathers, and one thing that kind of struck me yesterday while you were talking was how if these guys came in, and this is a cliche thing that a lot of conservatives say, if the founders came back today, they would be absolutely disgusted. I don't disagree with that, but I think we kind of gloss over it. True. Think about what these guys were talking about in setting up their own country. They, were, they weren't just paying lip service to the idea of morality and justice, which we hear all the time from our politicians. Our politicians are always talking about, oh, a fair and equitable world and moral and just world, and we need to rise up. And you know they're full of it. That's right. Every single one of them That's is right. full of it. Whereas the founding fathers, when these guys spoke these quotes, you could feel they the had truth. thought this through. They had thought this through. And they, they practiced had, it. The philosophy, the theology, yep. all of it yep. boiled down to we want a moral and upright country. That's exactly it. And we're willing to give everything in order to achieve that, which is completely different from what people today would do. These guys gave up their families, their livelihoods, their lives in order to create a moral and just society in a free country. They put their money where their mouth was. We're running into the problem of we're self-first, we're self-focused, so then we're losing the moral. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, I can, I can start to compromise. If it's about me most, well, why not compromise in order to get a little bit more? Why not to have, have a little bit more greed? Why not tell a lie in order to justify this? It's the selflessness that says, no, I'm not going to lie because that hurts other people. That's right. As well as myself. That's exactly I'm it. I'm not going to be greedy because that takes from other people. That's it, dude. You know? So it becomes down to the moral issue. Are you willing to take a step further for your neighbor, right? Um, there's a quote. I can't remember by which founder, and usually I'm good at these. Uh, the cowards didn't make our republic, and cowards won't preserve it. They won't keep it. Amen. They didn't make it, so and they won't preserve it, right? Here, let's talk about some quotes from the founders about this. Freedom is not a gift bestowed upon us by other men, but a right that belongs to us by the laws of God and nature. That was Benjamin Franklin. 
here, let's let's think about this. Only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. As nations become more corrupt and vicious, they have need of more masters because you can't self-govern yourself because you're so selfish, right? You need yeah. more masters, so we need more Supreme Court. We need more laws. We need more bureaucracies because people, obviously, you know what? Uh, they, 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 they can't keep to themselves anymore, so let's legalize weed because, hey, guess what? It's not that big of a deal, which I don't even think we should be illegal. Nothing should be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, they'll never learn. I'm not yeah. saying from a moral standpoint. I'm saying government doesn't need to be involved in that, right? Again, what, why are they involved in that in the first place? But because we're corrupt and vicious, we need more masters, right? Because we can't see ourselves through, we need more people to tell us what. That's why when you had people like, uh, you know, we'll use this example, like Michelle Obama, right? She had this thing about school lunches and things like that. I'm not saying she made it law, but it's like, we want you to eat good and eat right. We want you to, you know what I mean? Because there's obesity is bad, right? So instead of telling, teaching the parents, okay, why don't we teach our, you know, feed our kids? We're going to make sure that at school, we're just going to feed them. You may not even agree with it, but we're going to do it. See what I mean? Yeah. It's how like they took it over. Um, Benjamin Franklin also said, this is the motto of the University of Pennsylvania. He said, laws without morals are in vain. Make all the laws you want. Matter of fact, I say this to conservatives all the time. We talked about this before, right? Tell a Republican, you can make all the laws in the world to make sure that your views, conservative views, are done. If the people still are corrupt, in 10 years, you'll have a worse society because mm -hmm. you're teaching them to love law. You're, you're, I'm sorry, you're, teach, you're forcing them to love the law instead of teaching them to love the law, right? Here's another one. Uh, John Adams said, it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. The only foundation of a free constitution is pure virtue. We're missing the point. We talk about selfishness, but it's because there's no virtue anymore. Yeah. Virtue teaches you to deny yourself. Virtue teaches you to love your neighbors yourself. Virtue teaches you, I'm going to sacrifice myself and not sleep with that chick a hundred times or sleep with the next 50 Virtue teaches me to restrain myself. It teaches me how to be a better man. It teaches me how to be a better husband, a better father. Virtue, because I'm thinking about them more than myself, right? Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, the Bible says. This is what they become. Yeah. We become now, like the Bible says, brute beasts. We love ourselves. We don't even care anymore about people. How can people benefit me? Again, it goes back to that quote. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. That's what's been happening, right? Here's another one. To suppose, this is James Madison, to suppose that any form of government will secure liberty or happiness without virtue in the people is a dumb idea. It's a farce idea. It's a miracle idea, he said. But it's, 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 a, it's a ridiculous notion, right? You know, I could sit here and go through quotes. I want to go through uh, John Dickinson's quote real quick. John Dickinson um, was one of the few that didn't sign. He didn't want to sign the Declaration of Independence because he didn't want to go to war. I share sometimes the sentiment, but at the time they needed to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Listen to this. He said, kings or parliaments could not give the rights essential to happiness. He said, we claim them from a higher source, from the king of kings and the lord of all the earth. They're not annexed to us by parchments and seals. They weren't given to us by parchments or seals. In other words, by, by constitutions. They are, created, uh, they, they are created in us by decrees of providence, which establish the laws of our nature. They are born with us and exist with us and cannot be taken from us by any human power without taking our lives. Yeah. But are you I willing to stand for your rights at the point of death? Well, I want, you, I want you to picture two different societies or communities. You have one community that everybody has been taught virtue of selflessness. And you have another community that there's been no virtue teaching. It's, it, you could even say they've been taught self-first ideology. Yeah. 
just picture those. There's no virtue which, in that. And and picture those two communities side by side. Which one's going to have the most problems? Right. Which one's going to need the most laws? Which one's going to have a decay to it? It's not the society where everybody is selfless and doing their best to take yeah. care of their brother and their neighbor. It's the society where everybody's been told, eh, self first. Because all uh, of a sudden, yes, then, there's, then there's a unhealthy competition between people for resources, for, for what they want, for desires, right? Take first, ask questions later, that Bingo. whole idea. And I think you nailed it with the idea of virtues. We've got to instill virtues because if you don't, the pride of self takes over. It's that that recognition of discipline to virtue that creates selflessness. We are not selfless beings out of the womb. Right. We are not a naturally selfless being. Instead, you, you see kids, if they're not raised right, what do they do? Punch, kick, scream, scratch, pull, steal, lie, Right. We actually have to teach those things out of them. Okay, because we have Zach over here laughing because he works with kids. And we were yeah. talking about, like, basically foolishness is in the heart of a child, right? That's what we, we – you ever notice, like, we have to restrain them to do what is right, right? And older people can't tell me to do what is right, even though they do what they should have been taught in the first place, right? Or, like, your girlfriend, she works at a school and she's, right, she's active and yeah. she sees what's going on in the youth. And I really want to continue on this whole thing of selfishness. But bringing it to the founders and bringing it to Scripture, the bottom line is, man, if we understood the role of Scripture in our lives, if we understood even God, right, you would see something bigger than you created you, and you would want to know what He wants for your life. What is that yeah. going to look like? Nine out of, actually, 10 out of 10 times, it's pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me, right? It's, I'm sorry, let me put that in order. Deny yourself first, you pick up your cross, and you follow Him. Follow Him till what? When He picked up His cross, what happened? He died, right? And we're going to die to ourselves. That's what that means. You're dying to yourselves and your desires and your flesh to give to others. That's why you see it. most charitable causes are Christian. It's like some 90% of the, the causes that helped out in the Houston uh, hurricane, Christian organizations. Never yeah. heard about that online, though. You heard about FEMA, right? But you never heard about the Christian organizations really helping and stepping out of, of their way. And I kind of want to reference a couple more founders. If you look at George Washington in his farewell address, he said this, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. Of all the things that makes us happy, it's religion and morality that are the supporters of it. He said, you couldn't even call yourself a patriot if you labored to subvert them. He said, in vain would that man claim tribute to patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness. I want to pull apart the word happiness because a lot of times we we decided something that's just fleeting, and th he was not using the word in that term. What he was really referencing in terms of happiness is fulfillment. That's right, contentment, true, uh, true fulfillment of meaning, right? And that can only be found in virtue and morality. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Also. If you have religion and morality, it's going to teach you what happiness means, right? Because right. let's be honest here. Not every trial we go through, you're happy. You got to have joy through it, though. Because no. we can all say that, right? When you go through a breakup and you have Jesus, yeah, it sucks. You know what I mean? Of course. But you have joy still in your heart from Christ, right? You're not happy. That's the problem. We, we confuse happiness with our situation instead of what joy truly is. I'm no. saved. I'm covered. I'm his. 
That's where I'm at. I'm only three, I'm speaking strictly strictly on the Christian side of things, right? If we understood the role of America, we would understand that our role here is to contribute to society, not to take from it. That's where we went wrong. That's why people want free stuff, because they're thinking that the government came here to give me stuff. That is called slavery, guys. That is called slavery. I work for the master. He gives me stuff. Yeah. And I can't do anything outside of the, the house that he's provided for me. I can't do anything outside of this little field that I have. This is all I do for the rest of my life. That's not America. America was to grow. And it, it just hit me. Then suddenly you're controlled in what you give to and who you give to. There you go. Think about it. Because now today, more and more, our tax dollars are going to things we don't agree with. But we're forced to pay the tax dollars. Right. So in essence, we're forced to pay for the things that we don't agree with. Just like Christians don't want to pay for Planned Parenthood, atheists don't want their tax dollars supporting churches. And right? it doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen. It isn't building Although churches. People would argue that tax-exempt status, and but that's a whole... Which I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. I totally agree with, but... I, that, I, I that can argument is yeah, yeah. made, right? But the more government controls our life, the more it's it's in everything, the more it's going to tell us both the positive and negative in our life, right? And you have these instances of where the health department is making sure that restaurants can't give unused food to food pantries. Grocery stores can't take can't give away food that's just past the expiring date to food pantries or food's been returned for a refund or whatever right there's all these regulations and these these things that are put in the way so that people are railroaded into only giving in the way that the government wants mm. them to give and I think we tend to forget that. We tend to forget that it's not just controlling you in one aspect. It's controlling you in all Your aspects. whole life, dude. Wouldn't you rather be selfless and free to where you give where you feel called? Right. You give where you feel passionate and how much you feel passionate to give. And the more of a selfless people we are, the more we're going to give. So the more people, other people are going to get taken care of and these programs are going to get taken care Bingo. of. We, the, we see the cycle and we want to continue it by creating more government programs when in actuality we should stop the cycle and go, no, we're all being really selfish right now. How do we reverse that and become a more generous, selfless society? You totally opened my heart, like my mind to something here. It's just like seeing a blazed fire and thinking, man, we need to put out that fire, right? So let's throw some gasoline on it because it's liquid, right? And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what we happens yeah. when we keep voting money. And it was Benjamin hmm. Franklin that said, it's a good point. It, when the people find they can vote themselves money, that will herald the end of the republic. That was Benjamin Franklin, not what I said. When people can find they can vote themselves money, that will herald the end of the republic. Because at that point, like you just said before about Jamestown, hey, man, I'm going to have it given to me. Why do I have to work? Do a lot of the single yeah. mothers, they don't have to work because the system is already set. It's not their fault. That's what they were taught. Yeah. I'm not blaming them. I'm blaming those who know. Dude, I'm telling you, they know what they're doing. They know they're keeping people that low in poverty. I know it, dude, because they keep doing it. You know, they already know we spent $22 trillion on the war on poverty and it's made it worse. Yeah. They keep doing it. Wouldn't you think like, okay, 
I'm spending, let's just say I had an old resto mod, right? I'm trying to rebuild a Mustang. I take it to a body shop. And every week he calls me, man, I need another 500 bucks because of this and this and this. Okay, cool. Hey, I need another $1,000 because this and this and this was rusty. Okay, cool. Hey, I need another this and this and this because of this. And he does this for the next 10 weeks. I go in after 10 weeks. I'm like, I haven't seen the car. I go in there. Nothing's been done to the car. Hmm. Wouldn't you decide this didn't work out well? But if you keep throwing money at it, eventually it's going to get fixed. That's how we think about this. If we keep putting more money into a school system, it'll get better. What happened with the last tax increase y'all had? It wasn't enough? You need more? Right? If we keep putting money into programs to help people that are poor, it'll make it better. It's made it worse. You know what makes it better? Is when a guy says, you know what? There's a job up the road, man. Well, I'm only going to get paid 10 bucks because you got to develop skill, kid. Develop some skill. And then it'll get you, it'll pay off, right? Most people, I, I love this, man. Most people don't realize you can work at McDonald's and yes, it's crappy pay at first, right? Do you realize that if you bust your butt, you can own a McDonald's one day? Mm-hmm. You can own a McDonald's. Can you do that at Walmart? <clears throat> nope. You can own your own McDonald's, man. Oh, well, I work at McDonald's. No, I own the flipping McDonald's, yeah. man. I busted my butt to get here. And it pays well to own a McDonald's. That's exactly right. Who, you know, and again, that's a lot of the, the problem is too. And if we keep creating the stigmas, we create a bad workforce. So the problem with owning McDonald's is the workforce. You know, how yeah. do you keep these high school kids, college kids happy, blah, 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 right? That's a whole other topic. But you don't realize how far the potential can go. But do you realize how selfish teaching teaches you? If you don't teach these kids to love your job and embrace the suck at McDonald's, you're never going to succeed. So then they go to McDonald's. That guy that took him 10 years to own that McDonald's, he's like, I know where they're at. And if he can build into them that work ethic, you can be mean one day. And then people won't laugh at you anymore that you're working at McDonald's. You know what? They're going to be envious that you own one. Mm-hmm. Not that you want to create envy, right? You don't want to create envy. But it may create in them something that they want to do something better for their kids or better for themselves, right? Better for their family. I've always wanted to own a business for that reason. I never wanted to be broke. Yeah. I hated being broke. Oh, I hated it. I hated being in debt. I couldn't get out of it. I was talking about it tonight at church, Right. I hate having debt. I hate being broke, right? Because you're not free. You can't do what you want to do, right? Sometimes, honestly, I want to take a four-day cruise with my wife and kids. I need to get out of here sometimes. I'm being honest. I get tired, especially this last week. You get tired. You get pulled in a hundred different directions. You got to, you know, you got the church. You got ministry. You got kids, friends, right, that need help. Counsel with other people. Discipleship. You get pulled. You know what I mean? In a hundred... Sometimes... I want to take my phone, throw it in the backyard for four days, let it rot, and not talk to anybody. Can't do that. That's not what I'm called. I am called to lay down my life for my brothers. That's my job. Matter of fact, I love to do that now because there's so much fruit in it. Just like that. I got to say this. Uh, uh, Just doing an event here a couple days ago with the, the Hispanics, a friend of mine commented on there, and he came out of nowhere and just drops a donation. Yeah. I didn't ask for it. And you know what? I could have easily said that night, because there was only like six, seven people in the room. But the, the, next, the next class next month, because we're doing it monthly, the next class is going to have 30 to 40, right? They, they schedule it out that way. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, I, I don't like doing small events sometimes, you know, because it's like, Lord, I, I want to talk to more people. I want to reach more people. But I invested into those six people. 
right? And I was so glad to be there because I'm like, man, we're teaching foundational things to these people, right? I don't care. I don't, I don't want them to be Democrats. Shoot. I don't even want them to be Republican. I want them to be constitutional. <laughs> put, our, put, put, our, put our Americans to shame. You came into this country, learn, learn the laws that they don't even know. And you put it into practice. Because there's real value in the American Constitution. Bingo. I'm, I'm sorry, but there, I don't see another country in the world that really puts as much heart and meaning and soul into its constitution as the American system does. Yeah. All the other constitutions, it, it's just lip service, man. It, it, it just tends to be, oh, we really support this constitution until 20 years, and yeah, it just doesn't fit with yeah. what we're trying to do. Because we got a new system. We're progressive. Yeah. We're, we're, we're too you know, conservative. We're too this... Uh, ben Shapiro said this to Bamar. He said, the Constitution is a pretty darn durable document, man. It stood the test of time. It has. Yeah. Right? Now, there are elements in our country that are socialist. Yes, I know some of you that are getting pissed off at what I just said. I get it, okay? I understand that there are socialist elements already in place in America. But you know what's crazy is we can still reference the document that makes that wrong. In other countries, you can't do that. You just follow the leader. That is what it is. Yeah. We are the leader, man. We are the king here. We're the Caesar. We are. Not them. They're representatives of us, and we got to keep saying that kind of stuff. And when you speak to those who have just come to the country, that is a super liberating idea. To really be told, no, you are the one in charge. You're the ruler of your own you life. You are the ruler of your own life. You are free, and you have liberty. The only thing we ask is that you're, you're guided by the principles of the Constitution, right. of the founding documents. And morality. That's your boundary, morality, yeah. right? Laws of nature, nature's God. Yeah, which that, that goes into the, the society, right? Moral the and upright yeah, yes, yes, society. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and that's, that's the other side of the token in, in speaking to new immigrants is here's why it works, is oh, because perfect. we need a moral and upright yes. society. Remember the lady that, yeah. guys, you got to hear this. There was a lady that gave her story. Met, uh, the, the, it was, uh, uh, what's her name? She goes to church here, actually. So she was there. She started a business. She tells her story, dude, of like when she came to this country. Do you remember that she started her own business? She came here with nothing. And she goes, someone told me that I could start my own business. So she started a business. And then she started working for Mary Kay. She said, I put my kids through college. I taught them to have their own businesses. I've taught them how to be self-sufficient. I didn't need anybody to help me. She goes, this country, this country helped me achieve that. Her country was Venezuela, I believe. Venezuela, she said, yeah. my country right now, they can't even eat there in some places. She said, this country gave me that opportunity. She pointed at me. She said, what he's saying is exactly right. We need to learn this. She was so encouraged by the talk. She was able to give her story. She was there to talk about her business or like her story. And she said, I want to help you as single moms in this room to help you with your kids. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> you know, like that's so amazing to me, right? Like that she has that kind of a story. Dude, a Hispanic or I'm sorry, a Latin woman, right? Who could barely speak any English. She knows English, but it was very hard yeah. to understand, right? Because of the culture. Her own business, contributing to society. Her kids aren't, aren't on the system. Can't every American think that way? Why can't every American think that way? 
Why can't Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez come to that meeting and learn from her? That's good. Why? Not a cap on her. Just come and learn from her. Yeah. Why, why is the greatest thing we're shooting for providing... For everybody oh. else, providing for everybody else through the government, right? right. The 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 idea of providing for those who just can't do it. Yeah, that's the greatest that's, achievement. That's our greatest achievement, our greatest goal in this nation is providing for those who just can't seem to do it. Now there are people who really do struggle. You know what my goal and goal is for them? To not have to struggle anymore, to achieve, even if they have an IQ of seventy five. <laughs> Jeez. I'm dead serious, though. You know, it, and even somebody who's got, let's say, an IQ of 75, it is still possible to create an achievement of fulfilling their potential, making the most out of themselves. And I think a lot of times we don't give people enough credit. We look at people who are in really dire situations and we just go, let's just hand them money. Let's just hand them food. Because they're never going to get out of it. That's right. They're never going to get out out of you know the the Section Eight housing. They're never going to get yeah. out of this cycle that they're Keep in. Keep telling drug them use. that, and they won't. Exactly, exactly. Like instead, why are we not telling them? You know what? Your community is going to come around you, and we see so much more potential. But the thing is, we're not going to let you slide. That's right. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Gonna How do? are you going to step forward hey, and step up? You that's my that's goal. That's right. You remember, Zach, when you were like, man, why don't we have the videos up and devoted? And I'm like, I don't know, Zach. Why don't we have the video? I don't know. Why don't we have the slides up there? I don't know, Zach. Why don't we have the slides up there? Well, I think we should do some about it. You were like, I think, I think we need to do this because if we're going to prepare for blah, 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 I'm like, what, what should we do, Zach? I'm going to go, go do it, Zach. You know what I mean? Like, we know... So empower them to do it. Yeah. Empower them. We're standing out there with 40 Days for Life right now. Laura's like, I really have a passion for this. Fine, you take it over and you set up the schedules. She's gone way above and beyond to do this. We're standing outside the, 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 the abortion clinics to, to yeah. protest. And, or not protest, I'm sorry. We're standing out there to pray, pray. and to, to, to bring... I'm saying others have protested. We don't want to do that. We want to pray for them and bring them into, the, into salvation and, and help their babies and stuff like that. Um, there's one... When he was talking before about... We want to help them not be dependent. There's a case, and I hope I get his last name right because I never could ever pronounce it. Nick Vojic, I think, is his last name. Is his last name, and he was he was born with tetraamelia syndrome, which he didn't. He was born without arms and legs. He's married. He's a motivational speaker. He's a, he's an evangelist. He's got a baby, right? In this, in essence, this group is a company. Yeah. Well, now several kids. You're right. He's got more than one kid. I forgot. Yes, he, he's had he's had a couple more. This guy with no arms and legs has found a way to touch a nerve with people, to teach them leadership. So do you need your faculties? No, it's you. It's the confidence you have inside. There's another girl named Jen Bricker. You can add to this. She was born without legs, right? A foster parent took them in, a foster a home. I believe it's in Illinois. She became a tumbling champion in high school. Hmm. Now she does aerial acrobatics, and now she goes around speaking just like him, right? Do you know her sister... Her biological sister was Dominic Mochiano. She was an Olympic medalist. She Whoa. said, growing up, Dominic Mochiano was my idol. Whoa. And they found out later on that she, it was actually her sister. Her sister. Right? But the, wow. she goes, in my household, we were brought up that you can never say the word can't. That's awesome. Look at her. She played softball, basketball with no legs. Softball. She was on the softball team, basketball team, gymnastics team, tumbling team. 
That's cool. Because she was taught that she could. Yeah. When are we going to get this out of our head? You're not a victim. You can do this. I don't want you to remain a victim. I never want my kids to come and say, I can't do that. Oh, ask my wife. I don't know where my clothes are. I can't. Oh, <laughs> dudes. Look, I love my children. I do. But there's times where it's like, what did you say? Sorry. Yeah, get it. Go do it yourself. You know how to do it, man. Right? It's not a mean thing. I'm not mean to my kids, okay? But it's like there's times in my heart where it's like, guys, we've already taught. You already know where your where are your clothes. Third drawer. Where are your right there? Then it's you don't change much. You got uniforms. Get it yourself. Get it yeah. yourself. I'm not saying go cook your go cook bacon. They're only five, <laughs> eight, and ten. Okay, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's basics that they can do. But if I continuously tell them, or if my wife says to them, which she doesn't do, if she's always like, "But honey, I just want to do it for them because I love them so much," and they just can't do it. They're too young. They'll never grow. Yeah, that's that's the curse. Of, what's what's it called? The curse of the Oedipal mother, the mother who the wants. What? Just roll with me, all right? <laughs> Jeez. The, the Oedipal the, mother? The mother who does everything for the child. Oedipus. It's, oh, oh, it, Oedip- oh, oh. It's, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a mother who does everything for the child. And basically what the mother's saying is, all you need to do is stay and love me. I'll do everything else for you. I will... I will Keep the world out and protect you completely and provide for your every need. All you have to do is stay and love me. Which I'm not trying to get psychological, but is that an insecurity in her? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because she's... And in the sense of getting psychological, there can be a lot of different reasons for it. But if you think about it, most likely there was some type of trauma, some type of problem, some, some... most likely emotional abuse or something that caused that train of thought of, I don't want that to happen to my child, so therefore I'm going to protect my child from everything. Bad idea. I, or it comes from, I need attention and I never got attention, so I'm going to buy that attention from my child by taking care of everything. And we as fathers... And, and there are plenty of mothers... Okay, let me backtrack a little bit. <laughs> Not every mother is that mother. No, mothers not. want to nourish and mothers also healthy mothers also want to see their child grow up to be a successful formidable. independent formidable adult father's job oh, is to raise that child and say you can do it on your own hear that zach so zach <laughs> what change know your, your role change it change your own oil I don't know. Preach that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but that really is a man's role, right? It, when I look at my son, right, I don't look at him of I want to coddle him. I look at him as I want him to learn. I want him to fall. I want him to skin his knees. Why? Because he'll grow through those moments. I never want him to be hurt. I never want him to have a devastating failure that he can't get back up That's from. Right. That's right. I want him to go through the problems and situations of life enough to where I know when I kick his butt out at 18 and shut the door behind him and celebrate with my wife that he's out of the door finally, 
that he'll be fine on his own. Yeah. And if anything, he'll be itching. He'll be going, Dad, I'm ready to go. Huh? You got a place to live? You got a job? Yeah. You ready to go? Dad, I'm ready to go. All right, get your butt out. Yeah. yeah. Then you're you're no longer shedding tears of... Because I know when my kids leave, I'll be a big softy. I'll probably shed a few tears. It's not going to be tears of, I don't want them to go. It's going to be tears of, I'm proud of them. Absolutely. Now look at them. Look at them. Look what they're doing all on their own. Will they fail? Absolutely. I want to embrace their failure, right? Because they'll never succeed if they don't embrace where they're at. Uh, a gentleman said that tonight at Devoted. He's yeah. like, learn how to live broke. Learn it now so you can understand what it tastes like and what it feels like so you never go back there again. You know, you don't want to go back there. And if you end up going back there because you failed, you'll know how to get yourself out of it again faster. Absolutely. He knows, right? So embrace where you're at, guys. Don't be selfish. Embrace the suck, right? A lot of guys say that stuff, like Gary Vee and uh, all yeah. these guys, like that Navy SEAL. I forget his name. It talks Jocko. about... Yeah, Jocko. That's right. Embrace where you're at so that you can move forward, right? I wish we could... And we are teaching that now. We are teaching more of that stuff. And you know what? We're doing it through our kids. You know, when this guy one day has kids, when Zach one day has kids, that's what they're going to teach their kids. This guy wants to run a business. Why? And what are you, 21, 22? 21 years old. He's going to start... He's starting his own business starting already. Starting his own business. Going that's amazing, for it. man. He's been working for his father for how long? For five years now, he's been working for his dad who has his own business. Mm -hmm. His father puts it in him, hey, we can start another company. You're going to run it. That's, that's insane. But how many 21-year-olds? There's 21-year-olds. I'm, I'm still in college. I don't really know what to do with my life. Oh, my gosh. You know, what am I? And uh, it's probably another four years of college. And, you know, there's no jobs out there. And, like, no, pick yourself up and do it. You can do it, Right. Dude, I'm I'm more firm now than ever. You can do anything mm -hmm. in this country. Anything. And you you don't have to have a super special set of skills. You just got to be willing to keep going at it. That's right. And see a lot a need of times, a lot of times we see Jeff Bezos, we see you know Bill Gates and all these guys, and we go, well, they were they were so special in their thought and their abilities, and that's why they, they became super you. successful. And they would slap you because they would be like, "I had an idea and I went for it." I'm not saying that you can do what they did, but you can do a lot more than what you're doing right exactly. now, exactly, dude. There's, I just thought about this. We have wooden doors in this, these office buildings, yeah. right? Most people get rid of their doors because they look ugly. A dude can start a business and say, I'm going to strip that, paint it, or varnish it a different color so it looks new. That's a good idea. That's a business. Yeah. Tons of people have Re that. Refinishing doors. Refinishing doors. Dude, you can do anything in this country. Mm -hmm. Anything. You, dude, people create businesses to fix iPhone screens. And they have brick and mortar stores to do it. To fix iPhone screens. Right? Yeah. You know what it did to Verizon? An apple in them? Dang it. Now people aren't going to buy new phones, right? They're going to buy another one. I can't. But dude, someone had the genius idea of fixing an iPhone screen or an, a, a phone screen. I mean, you can do literally, people come in here and clean. They have a business where they clean the offices. That's a, It's a business, man. Legit. You can have a franchise. Straight you can up. have a cleaning franchise. What we're hoping to say to the Gen Me generation, the Generation Me, is that nobody has to do for you what you're willing to do for yourself. And you know what's so funny? You'll preach that to your blue in the face when you're progressive. I don't need anybody's help. I can do for me. Uh, government. <laughs> True? Yeah. Oh, I don't need any... any. I don't need you to tell me what I can do with my... I find it funny that you're... And I'm going with abortion for a second. Yeah. The, those who propose and pro are proponents for it. 
I find it funny that your uterus is 0% my business, but 100% my financial responsibility. Let's take it one step farther. You're strong enough to make that choice, but you're not strong enough to live with the consequences of the choice you made. Dang! Straight up. Truth. I Listen, it comes down to choices. And we'll, we'll wrap the show. Yeah. It comes down to choices. This whole thing that we're talking about comes down to choices. We made a conscious choice. We're going to start a podcast. Why? Because we felt we had good content. Why? Because we're different than other people. Why? Because we can have an additional voice. Why? Because people want to hear our opinion. Why? Because I've been out there speaking. Why? Because I see a need and I want to fill it. What's been happening since then? God's been able to prosper me through it. I don't ask for money. People just give. Right? I mean, just that's how it works. We filled the whys. Find the why. Fill it. Be successful. Do something with it. Dude, people make a living professionally speaking. They charge 10 grand an event to talk about self-esteem. <laughs> I mean, right? They, they, they charge you money to tell you you can do better. <laughs> you can do anything in this country. Right? That's how it works. America was built on that premise, dude. Literally, you can be... People sell rocks, man. Serious? Yeah. They're, they're dead serious? There are geology stores? We have so much money that we can literally just sell, like, fully rocks. rocks. You can sell things, dude. We People take furniture, repurpose it, and sell it. You know what I thought was the craziest thing? When the bottle water phase started. <laughs> Yeah. People are bottling water and selling it to each other like idiots. And they're spending billions. Water. Five bucks a case, dude. And we're in there like freaking, uh, what, it lemmings? Yeah, give me all the water. water. Give me my water. It's like, who would have thought? Hold your cup outside when it rains. (laughs) Water. (laughs) But we pay for it. it. We do. And that's fine. (laughs) I... I'm really finding it more and more funny when people are like, I can't believe they're they're charging for this, or I can't believe that this is a business. Well, why are you in the line then? Yeah. <laughs> why are you buying it? So and, and somebody obviously saw that you were stupid enough to pay money for it, and you still do. That's right. I can't believe McDonald's makes us fat. I just love eating there, though. Well, right. you're buying it. Oh, can you believe the prices of Whoppers are going up? Well, then quit buying them. Just quit buying it. Right? Dude, you know what I love? I, this is going to sound crazy, not because I'm heavy, but food trucks. Not, And I'm not saying yeah, I stop at them. such a good idea. Because, <laughs> no, and here's the reason. Because they're taking something and doing it themselves. I love that entrepreneurial spirit where you can meet someone. It's like, hey, I'm going to start a car lot. I only got three cars. I love those. Because they're, they're starting from the bottom. Hey, I'm going to take an idea. I'm going to run with it. There's a guy on YouTube, man. You know what he does? He repurposes shoes. He'll find old Jordans and stuff like that and fix them up and make them nice and glue new soles onto old shoes and make them look like they're original. Making money doing it. You can do anything in this country. Literally. You know what? You can make a vlog talking about how lazy you are. You'll make money. <laughs> Serious. It's, it, it's what it, people are doing right YouTube now. YouTube has. They're full yeah. of it. There's people making, dude, right? Yeah. And there's these guys that unpackage games 
And they unpackage toys and they show you how it works. Yeah. Or my kids, they watch people play video. They watch people play video games. <laughs> Dude, you, like seriously, you can do anything in this country. Have you seen it? I know you have, but the some of the highest grossing videos of all time are the people opening the chocolate chocolates that have the toy in the center or whatever oh my gosh that's that's some of the highest grossing videos of all time i think i'm gonna make a page where i eat cereal i'm just like yeah i like the there's lucky charms it's got good a good context to the to the <laughs> outer layer of the grain i i seven out of ten have, <laughs> have you ever the seen the guy, guy who wanted to uh, make an egg salad egg salad or something like that and then he like asked for money and kickstarter <laughs> And he got like forty grand. What? Wait for for what? He wanted to make an egg salad, so he just asked people for money. Like, he gave him forty grand. Like, people on the internet. He just asked for money. I love America. <laughs> hey, I love it. No, but think about this. Think about this, right, Zach? You just said, you know, you were joking, right? Making a YouTube video. I've often thought how you write. You should do a vlog on on like movie reviews and things like that. I think you because you even how you describe Captain Marvel. If you haven't seen it. We can talk. <laughs> wait right. for the DVD. Yeah, wait for the DVD. No, no. It, but like, just people make money doing movie reviews. Siskel and Ebert made a name for themselves doing that. They had their own show for years doing that. Yeah. Talking about movies. Are you getting the point? It, you can do anything in this country it, it, and be successful. It's amazing. I love it. I and. The older I get, the more I love the opportunity people have. A lot of times we criticize all these small ideas. You notice we're not criticizing them. We think they're like off the wall, like really yeah, you're making do money doing this. Yeah, I would never do that. But. but I'm proud of people for making money doing it. You know what? If you can play eight, eight hours a day of video games and make a ton of cash doing it, you have a business. It's viable. You're doing a business. Viable. I mean, think about it. Like, I thought about doing, my wife had told me you should do a daily vlog. I wish I had listened to a guy three years ago, and he knows who he is. His name's JD. He's in Ohio. And uh, he told me, he said, you should chronicle. We just started Self-Evident. He said, you should chronicle all the stuff that's going on. Dude, we could have wrote a book by now. Yeah. We could have had a beautiful video on this because, like, all the, all the hell we went through with no money. All the hell when flipping our truck and trailer. All these stories, right? All these times that people got set free. We could have. Right, and I'm not that guy. Like, but I, my wife said, "Why don't you do a daily vlog of your day, and show people how hard ministry is?" No. <laughs> 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 right? Or well, what is it? I was starving today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I started it because I went to lunch at 1:30. <laughs> this is good, but seriously, guys, back to the point. Why again? The podcast itself, we we know that there's value in this, and eventually yep. it'll create its own base and all these things. We don't have to do much; it'll do what it does, right? Yeah. We just have to get more notoriety. That's what we're doing. Something that we feel is in need to be fulfilled, and every one of my board members is behind it. It's the first time we've had a unanimous like, hey, man, <laughs> we're behind the podcast, yeah. right? Other times it's like, okay, let's ask questions here, let's do this. No, they they knew because they've seen the fruit, yeah. right? Uh, having the ministry, dude. There's, I, I could give you so many stories, but back to the point. I just want to say, Generation Me, we can help fix this, right? It comes down to even what our founder said about religion and morality. It comes down to what the Word says: study to show yourself approved unto God, 
right? Rightly dividing the word of two, so you're not ashamed. Um, it comes down to when the Bible says that if a man doesn't work, neither should he eat. You know what I mean? Stuff like that, like going back to the basics and understanding why God creates this. Why did he create you in the first? Like, let me ask you that. Generation me. Why did he create you in the first place? Why did God create you? What's the purpose? To do something with you. To make you something that you're not. Because you're special and a peculiar people when you're his. Yeah. When you've claimed Christ as your Savior. When, his, that, when it's just his, pleasure, his, his atonement and his atonement alone that makes you saved. Not works, not anything else. God, it's Jesus Christ and the faith in Christ. And you can only figure that out when you start losing yourself. That's exactly it. And people get scared of that term, losing yourself, because they think that means you're losing your identity. Truth. What is actually happening is when you stop looking at yourself long enough to see Christ, Christ will start placing in your true identity. Mm. And the true colors show instead of all of these protections we and defense mechanisms and, and manipulations that we put on ourselves yep. to try and present ourselves to the world, all that starts burning off, and we become our real, true individual self Sweet. through Christ. That's good. Right? And you got you to gotta start the selfless process. That's exactly you know? right. Well, so. guys, we want to say thank you again for tuning in. Uh, again, this is podcast number 25. Thank you so much for going on our website. Again, if you want to check it out, go on to theselfevidenttruth.com. Um, you guys can find out how you can support us, uh, especially the podcast. We could totally use it. Uh, there's a lot that we're doing now, especially locally. Um, we're traveling here uh, starting at the end of March. I'll be going out to Missouri uh, at the end of the month here, so please pray for us. Uh, we're back on the road again. We'll be back in April again traveling so we're just slowly but surely coming back to ourselves so again guys thank you so much for tuning in peace out we love you god bless you all right love you guys